So I'm going to go ahead and say welcome to the Lemon on the Edge podcast um, brought to you by your host, Lane Lemon, and, and me, Kellen Conley. And joining us live from San Antonio, Texas, is uh, yeah, uh, my semi-regular co-host on Hyphen Nation, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. And we're just kind of spitballing here about a couple topics, uh, big three playoffs and golf and things, and Marcus and Lane are getting to know one another. <laughs> like that uh, old song, Getting to Know You, you know. But the main reason that we're here is because Marcus said to me like a month and a half ago, we got to talk about the NBA offseason. And I said, let's do it on the show. Let's do it on Lemon on, Lemon on the Edge. And now that my child is finally asleep, we're going to we're going to give this a go. <laughs> it's been a crazy off season. Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of news, a lot of free agent moves. You know, LeBron, he you know fleed from the state of Ohio, went to Southern California, <laughs> now living a sunny life. I don't blame him. No, I mean, I mean, who would so? So basically, some of the questions I want to come up with is basically talking about the NBA offseason and sort of forecasting the upcoming season. So basically, one of the you know important questions that you know we're coming off basically the dynasty of the Warriors, mm-hmm. and so basically you can argue that they're probably the greatest team of all time. Uh, they broke the the Jordan ninety ninety six. Uh, Bulls record of the seventy three wins in the season. Now they added, they added Kevin Durant to that team and basically are shitting all over the league. But I wanted to ask you guys. So even with the Warriors being this big juggernaut, are they actually good for the NBA or are they bad for the NBA? I think it's a. Uh, it's kind of depends on what perspective you look from it as. I mean, you've got guys that or a fan of an actual NBA team, you know, like a Knicks fan or something like that. And if you're looking at it from that perspective, if you're you're at every day, you watch every game for your your respective team and then watch the big games, I think they're not as good um, for that type of fan because they do follow it every day. And if you're a Knicks fan or you're a Hornets fan, you don't have a shot and you know you don't have a shot. Uh, so I think it kind of takes, um, takes away from – you know, the, the love of watching the game and watching your team throughout the season, if you realize that at the beginning of the season, really only four teams have a shot to win the title. Uh, and But then you look at the other side where if you're just a fan of, you know, you just like watching Steph, you like watching James Harden, LeBron, and you're just there watching the TNT featuring games, this, that, and the other, you love seeing it because, I mean, it's fun basketball to watch. Uh, it's by not by any means boring. It's not... Like nobody's wanting to watch the Warriors play because it's poetry in motion. Like it is beautiful basketball to be played, but if you're there just to watch the playoffs, they're still entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know, you look at the something like the NFL. There's 20 teams you could name right now that I could see making or winning the Super Bowl, and that's just there's so much more parity in other leagues that makes them more popular overall and makes the regular season all the more important to where in the NBA you kind of already have uh, the, the, the final four mapped out. I, I, I'm with you there. Um, 
I don't think the Warriors hurt the league too much until you get to the playoffs, like you said, because then it's, it gets very predictable. Um, no one thought LeBron had a chance in the finals last year, and obviously he didn't, even though he tried his best in game one until he broke his hand, air quotes. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't think the Warriors are bad because the Warriors – Kind of like just like the Bulls did in the 90s. They're bringing the young kids into the NBA as fans and they follow Steph, they follow KD, um, they want to growl like Draymond and stuff. So I don't, I don't think that's bad as far as like fan appeal, but it gets, it gets very boring towards the end of the end of the day when, when you get to um, June and May and June. I don't know because even if you go back to game one. If J.R. Smith doesn't have the biggest blunder in NBA history, that that was a phenomenal game up until that moment. And LeBron LeBron really turned into the final form LeBron. And the like he was single-handedly keeping the Cavs in the entire game. And you know, let's say if they win game one, then like that whole series basically is vastly different than what it actually turned out to be, because whenever Jr. fucked up, there was no way anyone thought the Cavs were really going to come back from that. And look at the video of LeBron on the bench in the team, like basically demoralized, like heading into overtime in Game One. Like they had no confidence in themselves either, and you know, Golden State basically got away with one. Um, I think a lot of the times, you know, uh, you talk about the demoralized team and everything. In this day and age, every single thing is documented and magnified times a thousand because Twitter exists. And, you know, back in the day, if something happened, like it'd get talked about on SportsCenter, but, you know, there was no real way to, you know, to spread the news. And, and you know, J.R. Smith got completely demolished to where back in the day, it would be a highlight, and it would everybody'd laugh about it, but it wouldn't be ex, you know exploited like it is in you know 2018 to the point where that was that was basically the end of the series, and everyone kind of knew it as soon as it happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, I Twitter like when it happened, like everyone blew up with it. I blew up with it. Um, and then, you know, the meme of LeBron, like, basically, like, chastising JR, like, that was, that was crazy. And then, like, a couple of days later, when the actual video came out, which, like, you know, everyone basically knew, like, this shit was completely over after that. Um, <laughs> I hadn't even now, seen the video until, like, July, so I was way behind when I finally saw that video. Oh, yeah, I, I, I saw that shit, like, early. But um, did you live on I Twitter? Think, <laughs> oh, I I kind of do. Like, well, not so much like the last like couple of weeks, but I mean, for big sporting events, Twitter is is really fun to be. Um, I think that even for the Warriors being this dominant, like I think what saves the NBA during a regular season is that you have like a lot of quality players on a lot of good teams, like. Like, I'm a Wizards fan, and John Wall, like, when John Wall's gang sign Wall, like, he's, like, <laughs> one of the funnest players in the East. Um, Bradley Bill's, like, one of the best two guards in the East. Um, 
And I, I know, like, going into, well, before this season, like, I knew, like, no one in the East had a shot against LeBron. And I remember in the regular season, people were really hyping up uh, the, the Raptors, and no one believed in them. Like, like no one really believed that the Raptors no. had a chance. Um, but, I mean, even still, like, if you're a Raptors fan, like, you can look at, you know, we had the best, we had the best record in the East. Um, you know, we, we had like these, these stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had like Dwayne Casey who actually, he blossomed into the coach that everyone hoped he would be. Um, but they ran to LeBron. And so that was that. Um, if you're basically every playoff team in the East and the West, like if you go to those cities, like every fan base was other than like, I guess, I don't think the Wizards, we were satisfied this year. Um, because of injuries and Otto Porter basically not performing in playoffs because he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Wall getting hurt in the middle of the season. And Scott Brooks basically overplaying um, Bill. Bill had like the most minutes in the NBA. And we did lost. He? Him. I thought LeBron did. Um, it, was either, it, was, it was either him or LeBron. Like they were, they were very close, I remember. Yeah. Um, but we, he got swept in the first round. So he wasted, he wasted those minutes on Bill and Bill's coming into his prime. And, you know, I'm so excited about my team. Like I still, I still really, really like my team. Um, I hate our GM. (laughs) I hate our GM. You got Ernie, Ernie Grum, um, Grumfield. Yeah, and so must said Ernie Grunblatt for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, he he looks like a, a Grunblatt, <laughs> whatever that may be. Um, but even still, like you still have like if you're OKC fan, like you're in love with uh, Russie. Um, if you're you know a Trailblazers fan, um, before you know Dame leaves to go to LA, like you're still like excited like a team. Like, I think that there's still enough quality players around the league, like, that they, the NBA, they do a great job of spreading the wealth. And so, you know, you can spread out your talent. And even though, you know, they have, Warriors have Steph, Clay, and KD, like, like, you, there's still a lot of great talent every on every NBA team, but they don't have a shot to beat them in a seven game series, and that's why that's why I think a lot of the parity happens in the NFL because it's a one game, it's a one game and you're done. It's not a you know if you play seven games against two teams against each other against each other, chances are the best team is going to come out and win four before the other team does, and I think that really has a lot to do with the fact that realistically the Trailblazers have no chance. And, you know, the Wizards, they have no chance just simply because they don't have the players to compete in a seven-game series because the, the teams like the Warriors and the Celtics with superior, superior talent and coaching, they just have everything put together. Then they, they, they have better talent and they play as a team better than these other teams. And it's just like, I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I just don't see where, I mean, the Warriors and this the super team narrative I mean, the Lakers with LeBron, they might have a chance because they just have a bunch of talented guys that are just kind of misfits that LeBron may be able to fit together. But that's the only team outside of Houston, Boston, Golden State, 
and you know maybe maybe OKC if they can put it together. But other than those four or five teams, I can't see anybody even you know really coming close. If Kawhi and meshes with Kyle Lowry, they might be able to make it to the finals at least. But I don't, I still don't see them beating a Warriors team in seven games. That's if Kawhi is actually healthy because there's no comes back and is even remotely what he used to be because we don't know if he's going to come back like that. That's what we are expecting him to come back as. So um, that that's up in the air. But on on that note, though, as soon as you say that, I immediately started thinking about the 2016 NBA Finals. And, I mean, nobody thought the Cavs were going to come back from 3-1. And Draymond uh, groin kick or not, I mean – the Warriors blew. They they lost Game Five without Draymond, but then they they had two more games to put the Cavs away, and they couldn't do it. So it's still basketball. So you're still in a situation where it's um, I mean any any given night anybody can beat anybody. Um, yeah, and- I, I do understand that the seven game series comes into it in home court and everything else, but you still have that prevailing theory that anybody can win on any given night. I mean, the Warriors were down. Uh, yeah. And the against the Rockets and the Rockets were, if okay, you, you say. I'm sorry, but yeah, I was gonna even say against the, the Thunder even the year before that too. They were down three one. Yeah, so I mean, if the if Chris Paul doesn't get injured, this playoffs mm. like they they have a strong because you got to think like if you look at the totality of the season, the Rockets were one of the best offensive and defensive teams in the league. And Chris Paul, like, you know, he was a big part of that. And they get to game, okay, he's hurt, and then they get to game seven, and then Trevor Ariza literally shoots. The whole team shot him out of the game, but Ariza goes over like, 11, over 12. And they basically froze in a big moment. But if Paul's in, there, that's a totally different series. Like, so, and, I mean, it's... And I don't disagree with you that I'm not saying the Warriors are a guaranteed finals win, but I'm saying we know the four to five teams that will win it. It's not going to be outside of those four to five unless some injury, some crazy injury things happen. But to me, that's what I mean as far as the outside of four or five teams, you don't really, I, at least, I w- if you give me five teams... Versus the field, I'm taking the five teams and betting my life savings on it. Like, I have no doubt that teams like, you know, on the edge like New Orleans, especially now that they don't have Boogie, Portland, they have two good guards, but they clearly have shown that they have, they can't, you know, they can't, they don't have the depth to match up with with all the other teams. Teams like Houston, you're right, they can shoot 53s a game and, and go 50%, and they, you can't beat that, you know, but they don't do that every night and you know doing it four times out of seven they can definitely beat the warriors like i have no doubt in that but aside from those the top tier i just don't i don't i don't see much parity in the league i think i have to let myself have that blind hope though <laughs> that, that and i get that no you want to you, you that's why you watch i mean i'm not saying i don't watch the first round against the warriors hoping that you know whoever they, they're, they're matched up against can steal one steal game one and maybe make it a series um that would be awesome just to, to see someone different because i i hate seeing dynasties even though i mean they're they're fun to watch and i appreciate and respect dynasties you know i just like to see 
you know, new new people playing and suspense. That's why we watch sports. So would you guys so we're both we're all around the same age, right? So I'm I'm thirty two. I'm uh, I'm actually twenty three. Oh so okay. I'm young. Yeah. I'm the old head, I'm thirty five. Oh, okay. Oh, because I was gonna say like like this is I would say this this era of basketball, if you look at how the game was revolutionized and also the immense level of talent in the league. Um, I mean, you can make an argument this is probably the best talent-wise the NBA has ever been. And in the 90s, when even you had the Jordan Bulls in the 90s, there was still even amounts of talent on a lot of teams, but nothing like this the way it is now. Like, you have you have excitement from, from Russell and you know, you have you have all these like great just offensive talent like Kyrie. Like if you put Kyrie in like any sort of generation, like he's basically crossing up a he's lot cooking. of people. Yeah. Cooking. And so I think that even with the emergence of the seven sixers who I mean, you know, they've ever since the the AI era, like they've been basically, you know, irrelevant, but now they actually have drafted well and they're actually gelling and so they're going to be contenders but if you look at boston like how they basically like boston has basically cycled like no other really basketball franchise has like like they basically come up and they drafted and they've gotten free agents and they traded for talent and now they have like this great smart coach and then now you know they should be favorites to win the east um and I think they do have a legitimate chance of challenging uh, any team in the West. I don't think they can. I don't think they can beat the Warriors. But um, if something happens where you know, who knows if you know Steph can survive his ankle injuries or if KD, you know, you know doesn't get hurt. Um, I think last season is. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it can happen. Like any in, in NBA, like anything can happen. Like, but the NFL is the same way too. Like. The NFL, you know, we since what like two like since the year two thousand, like the Super Bowl winner has either been like Roethlisberger, A. Manning, or Brady. But you have sprinkled in like Aaron Rodgers only won it once, Drew Brees only won it once, Flacco only won it once, Russell only Russell won it once. once. Yeah, but and so the AFC, you know, like I said with. Um, Manning won the Colts once, and then he got there with the Broncos twice and won it once. Um, and with Raplesberger and uh, hey, Tom Brady, nice. like they, I mean, they basically own the AFC. I think that now with Roethlisberger getting older, um, Rob, he was bad last year. He was he was not very good last season. Um, but the emergence of the Jaguars. Um, you don't really trust the Jaguars, though. Like, they, I think they had enough defensive talent to make it to the Super Bowl, but then they remember that they're Jacksonville, and so they just didn't. Um, and then you have the dominance of Brady and um, Belichick and the Patriots, and they're always going to be there. Um, you know, no one knows really how long Brady has left. Like, he wants to play until he's 40, but. I mean, no one really knows if he can survive that long. Um, but I don't know. I feel like in the field for the NFL, like, I mean. Tom Brady's 41. 
He's 41 already? Yeah, yeah. he's 41 right now. Oh, he said he wanted to play until some old so ass. He wanted to play to 45. Oh, okay, 45. Yeah, because okay. I think last season he said he wanted to play and five so does, And so does Drew Brees. Drew Brees said he wants to play until he's 45, too. Drew Brees has a magic birthmark. He can play as long as he wants to. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in the <laughs> NFC, like, I mean, the Legion of Boom is, is done. Like, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Girls like they they aren't really going to attend. Um, I think the Eagles are probably going to if we get like Eagles paid. Like, would that really be surprising? No, not at all. Not with not with the AFC. I mean, yeah, I think the NFC. You, you got to look at the Rams. You got to look at you know, literally the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons are all the, the NFC stacked. NFC South is has three contenders. All three of them made this, the playoffs last year. Um, obviously, the Eagles. Uh, Zeke, it was, Zeke is a beast. So you got to look. I mean, they are if, – if he's running for 150 yards a game like he did before, that takes the pressure off of Dak. Obviously, they got to find replacements for Witten and, and Dez. But I, I, I wouldn't count out the Cowboys just because – just having that offensive line in Ezekiel Elliott, he's just a freak. I mean, he's shown it his entire career, his entire senior season – or not senior season, but <laughs> last last season at yeah. Ohio State, he only ran for under 100 yards one time the entire season. I mean, and has been just about as successful every single time he's been on an NFL field. Uh, that takes a lot of pressure off of Dak. And having a great offensive line and a reliable uh, running back that the defense has to respect – I like Dallas to to really just improve on last year. I don't know how far they'll go. Just depends on if uh, if their wide receivers can can find some playmakers. Hopefully, Tavon Austin can rebound there. But I just think in that, especially just like in the whole NFL, there's just so many teams that you look at that that I wouldn't be surprised at all if they made it. Just like Jacksonville, Bortles just has to not screw up. Like literally, just <laughs> hand the ball off the Fournette. Complete. They should. He should never throw more than twenty-seven passes in a game ever. And hand the ball to Fournette. Let your defense play a field position game, and they should be in every single game and win most of them. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and that especially that division with Deshaun Watson coming back, Andrew Luck coming back. You never know because last year that entire division was kind of bad, like kind of injured. So that left way for Jacksonville to be to win ten games. <laughs> Uh, whenever you're playing teams that are led by Jacoby Brissett and Tom Savage, uh, you're going to win that division most of the time. So I, I think you're right. You don't know what you have in Jacksonville. Uh, I think they could really go either way, depending on the health of the quarterbacks around that division. But the NFL as a whole is just it's wide open. You don't well, know if Carson wins. Carson Wentz and both Nick Foles are both questionable to start even week one, so you, you never know. Went all the way from NBA all the way to NFL that quickly. <laughs> hey, I, it's NFL. We're within three weeks now, four, three yeah. and a half, four weeks. Yeah. I mean. It's any any day now, so, so I understand. Are, are we going to talk about uh, Jalen Ramsey, about what he said about all the quarterbacks around the league? What, what, what do you say? say? I didn't hear him. You guys didn't see that? No, man. I, I oh, care. my gosh. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me look up exactly what he said. Okay. 
he he got interviewed by GQ and he went around um, just basically going down his list of of how he felt about every every single quarterback in the league. Uh, let me look this up. You guys can talk about something else while I find the exact words because. The only thing, the only thing I remember him saying is Kirk Cousin isn't trash. That's the only thing I remember, which is a terrible take. Like, that's the only thing yeah. I remember from that. Yeah, he he called Josh Allen trash. Yep. Um, which I mean, I'm not mad at that really. Actually, but. go down a go down the list, and me and Kellen was right or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. All right, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Gotta love when GQ is bringing sports news. No doubt. I'm trying to find a list of them. All right, here we go. All right, so Josh. Hello? Hello? Did we lose Lane? No, I'm here. All right, sorry. I opened the the tweet and the video lost me. It closed anything else. Okay, (laughs) so what do you guys want me to do? You want me to go through and say what he said, and then you guys can agree or disagree? Yeah. Sure. Okay. First one, Josh Allen, he's trash. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming out of Wyoming, um, didn't really win that many games there. My my theory on college quarterbacks, you can't win in college. You're probably not going to win in the NFL. I mean, they downgraded anyway when they got rid of Tyrod for him. So, yeah, I agree. He yeah. Baker Mayfield, he, what he said was he understands why he was the first pick. Uh, nothing really juicy there. Yeah, you don't want to piss – Mayfield off is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to do a good job. I agree. <laughs> well, I how could he not? It's very basic. <laughs> he could very easily not. He could throw five interceptions. <coughs> Joe Flacco, I mean, quote, he sucks. He does. Flacco is fucking trash. Flacco was a, <laughs> had a fluke year, man. No, it's not. He's. Since the Super Bowl, Flacco has been. I think very... he was talking about his, the Super Bowl year was the flu year. Yeah, the Super oh, Bowl okay. year was the flu <laughs> year. He, he got okay. paid. Mm-hmm. He got paid. He's like, okay, well, I'm done throwing football now. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't suck. And that's also the same thing you said about Tom Brady. Man. I mean, so we don't really have to talk about that. Uh, we, how much time do we have to discuss that? However, what? <laughs> Uh, Tyrod Taylor, underrated. Yep, I agree. Uh, we'll Jaylen see. We'll, we'll like see. Human being right uh, now. We'll see. Literally, I've heard so many people talk about this on the radio the last few days. All of them say I agree with about all but two. Like that's what everybody says about it. Uh, Marcus Mariota, good game manager. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess he's good. He's only played like what six games, five games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But he's, he's like, won. But he's won five games as well. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson will be an MVP. He, <laughs> I mean, if you say he's healthy, I mean, I guess Carson like, Wentz will be an MVP as well. Is what he said about Carson. He would have been MVP last year. So yeah. Jared Goff, average to above average. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dak Prescott, he's okay. Uh, Prescott's trash. He's really like we, bad. He's not that good. And yeah, I mean, I don't think honestly, he was he was a poor man's Cam Newton in college, um, and you know he has a lot of help at the running back position. Has a great offensive. I'd love to see. I'm a Panthers fan. I'd love to see Cam Newton 
uh, with a great offensive line and the running back that he has and see how good he would be. Um, but anyways, Kirk Cousins, he said, quote, he's a winner. Uh, no. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's yes, not. Yes, he is. With what he's had, I would say he's, I'd say he's done a lot more with what he's had than I've always, most would. Nah, I've always been in Kirk's I've, corner. I, I have watched this clown for years. <laughs> Name me one running back he's had for more than five games in a row. Healthy. Alfred Morris is the only one I can name. But hold on. I mean, we, we're talking about Kirk Cousins. We're not talking about the, the Redskins offense. So, like, the Redskins. But, you, can't, but you can't expect a quarterback to, to succeed if he has no threat at running back and has hardly any wide receiver. His only real wide receiver was a guy, Jordan Reed, that couldn't walk to practice without spraining his ankle or getting a concussion. I wouldn't I wouldn't lump the running back in with Kirk's talent or how well he's done. I mean, he's important to the offense, but it really comes down to Kirk and the wide receivers and what he does in moments of the game. I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm just saying Dak Prescott is has a contract. Be, I mean, he might still be on the rookie deal, but he'll have a contract because he has a good running back and a good offensive line to take the pressure off of him. But that doesn't make him good, though. <laughs> I'm not. I know, I'm saying. I know. I'm not saying it makes him good. I'm saying it makes Kirk Cousins good for being semi-successful in a system with that's one-dimensional, with lacks daisical wide receivers. So, so Marcus, go go ahead and say why you don't think Kirk is good. I mean, his best season he had Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garçon, and. Uh, Jordan Reed before the concussions, like really fucked Jordan Reed up, right? Mm-hmm. And so he basically broke, um, he basically broke every Redskin passing record. And so, Jack's still deep threat. Pierre Garcon is basically like, you need a first down, just give him the ball. And basically, Jordan Reed is basically LeBron James, just give him the ball. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. He can just do shit with it, right? As soon as you eliminate those great weapons, he can't make anything happen. If you look at if you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's basically okay. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the greatest quarterback ever. But if you look at what he does with the, his lack of talent, they have no running back there. They had Ty Montgomery at running back. He's he's a wide receiver. Like they literally have no passing game in Green Bay, but he makes it work with. The, the shit that he has. Like, um, Russell Wilson, they have no running game. Like, um, last year, they had no running game. The the last year that Marshawn was there, he was basically mediocre. And I love mm-hmm. Marshawn, but he, was, he wasn't that good. But they can do things to make their team better with their skill. Like, but- Kirk, Kirk Cousin continually makes bad decisions. And he turns the ball over. Like he's he's not that good of a player. I think you're gonna actually I'll I'll tell you the truth. I think he's gonna be really good in Minnesota because they're gonna have him do less there with um they're gonna Stephon Diggs who's a deep threat. And so you're gonna you're gonna see him make less mistakes in Minnesota because they're gonna they basically gonna gear their offense around not turning a ball over. And Jay Gruden, his offense wasn't that like he was a bad offensive mind for us but i don't know everything everything about kirk is very mediocre and so to say he's a good quarterback like i wouldn't say that i wouldn't say he's bad honestly but to say like he's one of the top tier quarterbacks 
I even I wouldn't even say like middle top tier. Like he's he's basically in the middle of the pack for a quarterback. He'll have the best year of his career this year. I mean, he he threw for like over four thousand yards with D-Jax that one season. I mean, I if, mean he, if he, he can do that for in you, Minnesota, for you I mean, to compare, for you to say, oh, Russell Wilson does a lot with no running game. Well, what have the Seahawks done the last few years? They haven't even won their own division the last two years. Did the Seahawks so, make the playoffs last year? They may. I don't even know. They didn't. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. So I think say, they were in contention oh, until like the last well, couple of weeks. Yeah, so. I mean, they, they. Yeah, they still. But they haven't fallen off completely. They're, they're I'm just. Fine. I'm just saying. You're. You proved my point by simply saying, "Oh well, they. The his running game's been terrible, and he's still been okay. He's been the bright spot to that team, but they didn't even make the playoffs. So, what happens whenever they lose that running game? They don't even make the play. They went from easily the favorite in the division and the front runner every season to not making the playoffs all of a sudden because their offensive line went down and their running game went down. And then Russell Wilson, who is amazing at, you know, creating something out of nothing, you can't he can't do that every time against in the NFL. I mean And of course the Legion of Boom was getting older every season. Too, exactly. So. Yeah. But I mean I I think Kirk Cousins is he's not going to be he's nowhere he's nowhere close to Aaron Rodgers. He's not a, a top tier passing talent and I agree with you there. He's more of a, a a a game manager, but he's more than that, in my opinion. Like he he's good. He doesn't I guess he does he's kinda got a, a wild arm. He does have a few more interceptions than he'd like to, but I just think that, you know, he he has a good mind for the game. And I think he'll be very successful, especially with that defense in Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin Cook, hopefully he comes back from the knee injury to be healthy. Uh, and then Thielen, you forgot about Thielen earlier, and then they've also got Kyle Rudolph. So he's got weapons around him. Um, the Vikings stayed healthy last year, so if they can do that again, they're a favorite to me to come out of the NFC. The true talent for – the true sort of grading for talent for quarterbacks – is what can you do when there's there's not much there to work with? And so you can have like Tom Brady basically throwing round, fifth round, undrafted sort of wideouts and get away with it. And they can reshuffle in their running backs and not have a consistent running game. And you know, we we can see what talent Brady actually has. And so, but my thing is that when Kirk can't, when Kirk doesn't have that, when he does defenses over protecting on Deshaun Jackson, and then he can hit like uh, Jordan Reed in the scene for a good, like, what is he actually doing with the ball and like what decisions is he making? And so, from what I saw from him last season, when basically he, I think, honestly, I think he quit on the team and I think the team quit on him. So, and this is the year when he was like basically fighting for a contract to get from the Redskins and he couldn't do anything with that. So, I mean, that's, if you think that he's going to have a good season this year, I I mean, I agree, but if you want to say he has all the Simmons talent around him and that's going to make him good, then that basically tells you that he needs good pieces to be good. I said that's going to make him a Super Bowl contender, not good. I said that's going to make him the next level of good. I mean, yeah, you. there's no team in the Super Bowl that does not have talent around you. 
I mean, I think they're going to easily, I mean, Green Bay, I can see them meshing well with Jimmy Graham, with Aaron Rodgers, and that could be deadly like a Gronk, uh, Tom Brady type thing. But, I mean, Green Bay's defense is nowhere close to the Vikings. The Vikings have probably the most talented roster in the NFL. And him, you look at Case Keenum last year, they made him look good. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to take that next step and take them to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think I said that at the end of our last show that I picked the—I believe I picked the Vikings to win or to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I forget we exactly. Did our Super Bowl picks, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I mean, In a noisy car. Yeah, right. But I—I I mean, and I, I'm not—I'm not by any means saying that he is at that top tier. I think that he's below the Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady tier of Aaron Rodgers, you know, tier of quarterbacks, but. I think he is better than what he gives credit for, and you have to understand. You, he's playing. He played two years on a uh, franchise tag. That's showing literally no loyalty. So he's he was just in a complete bad situation, and I thought that he was better than most would have done in that situation. They should have been a complete and utter dumpster fire, and instead they were just a small dumpster fire. <laughs> so what else did Jalen Ramsey say? Oh, let me see. I let me see. Uh, he said Russell Wilson, good. Yeah. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, decent at best. I agree. <laughs> yeah. He has the best receiver and the best running back in the NFL, protecting his ass. I like, agree. and Juju's no slouch either. So, and he's True. had Martavius, and he's had all these guys. Um, Man, Martavius gonna be such a bust for Raiders. I can already smell it coming. What a stupid deal. Uh, this oh. one this one I agree with now. I mean, obviously, I don't agree with it before because he wasn't there before. But Eli Manning, quote, Odell makes him. Well, I can agree with that now because realistically, last year Odell was out. They sucked. Um, but, you know, he, wasn't, he hasn't been there for very long. And Eli, Eli Manning been- used to be great. Used to be, you know, elite. He but was elite I, for such a small, short period of time, though. Yeah, and, and then know, all of a sudden he starts super, throwing interceptions all the time. And then those Super Bowl teams with great defensive lines and really good defenses and stuff. So, he I mean, made great passes in the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, he did. David Tyree with the with the uh, gum gum on the head. Guys. This one is the biggest BS uh, because he's talking about Blake Bortles, his teammate. Um, this is, I feel like, the lo- most loaded answer. Quote, Blake, do what he got to do. <laughs> wow. So, I don't, I don't, that's, you can unload that however you want to. Uh, I mean, at least he didn't say his quarterback's trash. I mean, Dion might have came out and said his quarterback's trash. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, this one's pretty obvious. Nick Foles, good enough to win Super Bowl. Well, duh. Yeah, we saw that. Um Drew Brees, really good. Yes. Uh, Andrew Luck, don't think he's good. I don't think so either. Really? Really? I don't think so. I mean... We have very different quarterback opinions. I I have to say that I think the injury may derail his career, but the Andrew Luck that I saw, what was it, two years ago, the one that won me a a fantasy football championship a couple years ago, that guy was a winner. He was getting things done, dude. He he makes something. I mean, literally, who's who do you think's consistently had the worst defense in the NFL over the last five years? 
If you say Andrew Luck, it would be the Colts. I would say. I mean, they've had no consistency, and really, it's just been a. I mean, their coach has been through cancer and whatnot, and their GM's been changed a few times. Uh, they have a good GM in there now. Uh, I think he, they're getting it together, but they're going to be a big question mark, and that's what I mean. You know, there's so many things they could go twelve and four or four and twelve, and I wouldn't be surprised either way. So yeah, why really, do you think? Uh, Andrew Luck is trash, Marcus. Well, I wouldn't say trash. Like that's <laughs> did he say trash or just not good? No, I, he's not, he's I said trash. trash. He said not. I said trash. Oh, okay, he said not good. He said don't big. think he's good. Um. Well, I think it's really well. It's more so basically forecasting his future, and I think it's very concerning how they basically held him out a year. And then now, from what I last heard, like they're not very committal to him playing the season. Is that true, or is he still like not playing in the preseason? Oh, he's already played. He played both. Uh, he played week one. Uh, I think I believe he did throw a touchdown. Yeah, I think he's um, on target to start week one. Yeah, he pl- he played week one preseason. I don't think they played. Uh, they may have played tonight. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think that I don't know. Come back to me. I I just you know what it is. I think that his game for him being like this big sort of like statuesque, like strong quarterback. I feel like the days of like him taking hits. Well, I think in all honesty, like the days of all quarterbacks like trying to absorb hits. And like be strong in a pocket, like I think for their safety, I think those days are probably over. Um, I think that I kind of worry about, like I said, I worry that um, last year, like he couldn't throw a football, like, uh, but this year he's going to be on track for week one. Um, that season you're talking about, Kellen, like in 2014, like mm-hmm. he was like really good, like he. Like, there's no denying that. I think I'm just more so, it's more so Regency bias. Like, I'm more so thinking of, like, how how can you, like, rebound from this from this injury? So, I don't yeah. think he's trash. Like, that's, that's, I don't think he's trash. But I'm just sort of worried about, like, what his game is going to become. Um, because I think it's, I think even with the whole, like, when he came in the league with RG3, you know, basically comparing, like, him RG3, and RG3 career was, derailed by injuries and rushing from injuries and being a part of like, you know, systems that really didn't give a shit about him. So yeah. I don't know. I think that is, I mean, I think he has a full support of the Colts and I think that they are going to support him in a way that a lot of your team should support him. Um, like, I mean, the Redskins, like they definitely didn't at the end, they didn't show the support to Kirk. Um, and when Robert was going out of the town, they didn't show it to him either. Um, so I think that he's going to have the backing of the franchise and the fans. Um, but I just sort of worry about like, you know, he hasn't played like in a full season. So, you know, you say he threw a touchdown in the preseason, you know, that's a good sign. Um, but I'm just sort of reserved on like what's, what he's going to do this season. Uh, yeah. And, and it's different if you look at it from that point of view of, okay, are we going to project that that observation of him based on how he's going to be or how he, the quarterback that we know he is today. 
Uh, yeah, obviously with coming back from that, not, not really being able to even throw until recently in the off season, uh, you know, you're going to be more concerned for his comeback more than if you're talking about, okay, Andrew Luck, as we know him today and what we've seen from him on the football field, I think that your opinions would be different, uh, depending on how you're answering that question. Yeah. Who else did Jalen talk about? The last one, um, I'm very, I don't think overrated is the word to describe the quarterback that he's talking about, but he's calling Matt Ryan overrated. Uh, What do you think about that? Wow. Mm, I think that Matt Ryan is, is in the perfect system for him. And I don't think you being a system quarterback makes you overrated. Um, I think it makes the fact that if you're overrated system quarterback, that means I believe you have to throw the ball consistently less than 25 times a game. He throws the ball around and he's an accurate quarterback. He doesn't make the throws you see Aaron Rodgers making and, and, you know, those amazing crazy throws Brett Favre would make and this, that, and the other, but he's a very consistent, great fundamental quarterback. Uh, he has great mechanics and, the, the system that they put around is built for that, getting the ball where it needs to be, when it needs to be there on time. So the bubble screens and, you know, with the timing slants and everything can work with big receivers like they have, Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones. Um, I mean, I think that he is perfect for his system, and that doesn't mean he's overrated. Uh, it just means that it's a great fit. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with him. Um, I don't think I think the only way you can say he's overrated was that his MVP year they didn't win a Super Bowl. But other than that, I think that Ryan has been a really good quarterback for Atlanta. So I think that's I don't I don't agree with um I don't I don't think he's overrated. So out of all those hot takes that Jalen has, like one, they didn't sound very well thought out because obviously he's put on the spot when he said all these and. I think a bigger deal is being made out of what what it really is because he really didn't. It's not like he said he's his mom like talking about people's moms and and all this stuff. Like it wasn't. I thought it was gonna be like scathing, and it was just kind of like he's not good. He's he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing. It wasn't we, real. We we're kind of doing. Cut. Yeah, exactly. And and what's Jalen Ramsey done anyway? Yeah, he's a great cornerback, but I mean he's going into his third NFL season. He's talking like he's a seven-time Pro Bowler with four rings. Like yeah. And I mean, I you know, like I don't, I mean, you know what? He's the one strapping him up and he's the one that's got to answer for his words. So I'm not, I'm not going to fault him whatsoever because it's entertaining for me as a sports fan. And he's the one that's got to back up what he says. That's on him. That's not on me. Uh, so I love it. I, I find it very entertaining and I would, would like to see more people do it. He's really? putting a huge target on Jacksonville that doesn't need to be there. Because, I mean, yes, they made it to the AFC Championship game last year. But at the same time, they have a big question mark at quarterback who they paid a bunch of money, and the, everybody's expecting them to perform. And he's just made it that much harder for them to go into games now because he ran his mouth about every quarterback in the damn league. Hey, people feed off that sometimes, I guess. These kids, man. Kids. He's probably the same age as me, so I won't call exactly. him Exactly. Yeah, he's getting more money than you, too. Let's see. <laughs> that's Ramsey not, that's not hard to do. He's 23. Yeah. He couldn't cover me, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Solid 40. 
time. Oh yeah, we, we saw, saw it. We saw it. Yeah, I'm surprised scouts haven't called you called you yet. I've got a few calls, but oh, I'm, okay. I'm not I'm not playing for the Browns. That's the oh okay. The Girl Scouts don't count, buddy. Girl oh, Scouts don't okay. count. Okay. Well then, no, then I haven't had any calls then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. So we talked about the NBA and NFL, um, but do you guys want to talk more about NFL or do you want to go back to the NBA?